What is up, everybody? Welcome back. It is December 2nd. We are getting ready for week 13 in the NFL season. We have college football this weekend for championships. Tonight we have the USC versus Utah game, hopefully a redemption game for USC so that they can make the college football playoff. It would be cool to see a Pac-12 team get in for the first time. Having said all that, last night we kicked week 13 off with the Bills beating the Patriots. They got their first win in division, which is surprising, although not that surprising. The Jets have been playing well. They beat them at home, and then Miami beat the Bills at home as well, um, which, again, it was one of those things where Stephon Diggs wasn't on the field for the last drive of the game, and then they end up losing, and it's just... Anyways, they got their first win in division. That's a good win for them. The Patriots, regardless of who's quarterbacking them or, or how, how good their wide receivers are or any of that stuff offensively, they always have a good defense and they always have a good team. Um, and, and they got beat last night. I mean, they got beat. The Bills The Bills took it to them a little bit. I think it was 24-10 to 10 at the end of the game. It's a good game for the Bills to show their defensive prowess against a team that I would say isn't great offensively, so that was good for them. All right, so I got five games today that we're going to go through, and I think these are locks. I want to say they're locks. Um, although it's the NFL, and I have seen the, Jag, the Jags beat the Ravens last week, although it was in Jacksonville, and as in Miami, strange things happen down in Florida, okay? Weird things happen in Miami, weird things happen in Jacksonville, So, and weird things are going on in Tampa Bay right now. Oh, my goodness. So, first game, here we go. This first team is being quarterbacked by a, a guy that, well, has honestly shown some improvement, and I think they're hoping that this could actually be their franchise quarterback. How do you say that after a few starts? I don't know. But he's showing improvement, and to me, that's the most important thing when you're a rookie is to not necessarily come out of the box like, you know, I don't know, a Peyton Manning or something, although Peyton came out and led the league in interception. So, you know, there's that. But you can't expect him to come out of the box and be perfect, and he's shown improvement, and he played well the last game. Um, he doesn't put up great numbers, but their defense is what drives this organization, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're playing the Falcons this week. Pittsburgh's only favored by one for some reason. I mean, basically, it's just a, you know, it's play, being played in Atlanta. I don't know if that gives a gives an advantage, though, to the Falcons. I mean, there's a huge difference between college football and the NFL. College football, home, home field advantage is an actual thing. The NFL, not so much. Um, there's a few places in the NFL, obviously, up in Seattle. I would say Arrowhead's another one of those where... Their fans really do help those teams, I feel like. Especially, I mean, you could just see it from Kansas City and all the close games they've played. I don't think Atlanta has a home field advantage. I think the Steelers are a better team. I think Pickett has shown improvement. Give me the Steelers by more than a point. I don't know how many they're going to win by, but give me them by more than a point. The next game is actually another one. It's basically a pick em. The Jags are playing the Lions. And look, if you would have told me I've been picking the Jags and the Lions in Week 13, I would have kind of laughed at you. But both these teams have shown that they can play with anybody in the league. Literally anybody in the league they've shown that they can play with. Their records are both 4-7. and seven. The Jags are favored by one. If they're being played in Detroit, though. If they were being, if this game was being played in Jacksonville, I'm picking the Jags by at least a touchdown. But because they're playing in Detroit, Detroit plays well. Their defense is trash. No offense to Aiden Hutchinson because he's a good player. But their defense is just not good in Detroit. Like, statistically, 
statistically speaking, their defense is not good. Uh, they they are the worst defense in the league by any metrics, basically. And uh, but their offense is good, man. I mean, give like their offense is good. They know how to beat you. Williams and Swift are amazing in the backfield. Okay, you got Saint Saint uh, Saint Brown, Saint Pierre, who's who's out there catching balls. Dude, Jared Goff, like he looks like the kid from Cal all of a sudden. So I just think their offense is going to be good. I think they're going to put up at least twenty four points. I'm going to pick the Lions to win that game. Maybe it's something like twenty four to twenty. The Jags are favored by a point, so I'm just going to pick the Lions straight up. All right, the next game I'm going to pick. I feel like this is an easy one, um, but maybe it's not. I'm going to pick the Browns. Hey, look, Jacoby Brissett, for all that's said and done with Jacoby Brissett, I don't know who's starting this week. I think, I think that, uh, I, I think that Jacoby Brissett's going to start. But it doesn't matter because you still have Chubb in the backfield. And as long as you have Chubb and Hunt to catch the ball every once in a while, you're going to win some games, all right? People overlook how good Donovan Peoples-Jones are. I don't know why they overlook that guy. He catches balls for them, man. Um, you know, he's not putting up Stephon Diggs numbers or Justin Jefferson numbers or Hopkins numbers, but he's a suitable wide receiver. Like, that dude can catch balls and he makes plays. When when Mayfield was there, I feel like he was his number one target, and that was with OBJ and Jarvis Landry on the team. Um, so, look, I think the Browns are favored by seven. That's the only worry. I think they might win by exactly seven, but if I was betting on this game, I would pick the Browns by over seven. Um, I don't know if Deshaun Watson's playing. I don't. If Deshaun Watson's playing, maybe they win by more. Maybe they don't win at all because, you know, it takes time for a quarterback to get in the same rhythm with his players. So, uh, you know, that's a team that's, that's shown some really high highs and some really low lows. Uh, so I don't know what to expect from Cleveland, but I think that they can win this game. I just think that Houston's just not a good football team right now. They're going to get the number one draft pick next year. They're going to be able to, you know, make their defense or offense a little bit more stout, whether they go get a pass rusher or whether they, you know, the kid from Alabama, whether they go get a, you know, I don't know what they need, a wide receiver, I guess, or something. You're not going to get that with the number one overall pick. But, you know, I don't know exactly what they need. They got, I mean, when you've won one game out of 11 games, you have more than one hole, obviously, to fill. So, you know, they, they need a little bit of patchwork there. All right, our next game. Look, this is the team that started off super hot, and everybody was like, dude, this team was supposed to be picking top five. And now all of a sudden they're the second best team in their comfort in their division, and they're a playoff team in their conference. Um, and look, they're running through their division. Honestly, uh, they have one one loss in division to the Niners, and that's the Seattle Seahawks. They're favored by seven against the Rams. I want to take the over. Look, I know that the Seahawks are what they are, um, and that is they're six and five. They're like, you know. A, <laughs> It's showing that they're just a middle-of-the-road team. They're not a team that's, like, super good. Um, They do what they do pretty well. Look, they play some good defense at at times, obviously. It's not all the time, but at times they play good defense. You know, Smith, every once in a while you're like, oh, that's the kid from West Virginia, you know, and then it snaps back to reality and you're like, oh, okay. He he kind of came down to earth a little bit. Um, If Geno Smith shows up doing – what kind of fits in their system, they're going to win that game, and they're going to win it by more than seven. I don't know what the heck is going on with the Rams. They need a lot of help offensively, um, and I don't think they're going to be able – I don't think the defense is playing that great this year to where they're going to be like, 
17 to 10 or 17 to 14 type of game. I think the Seahawks score over 20 points, and I don't think the Rams can score over 17 points. I think I think the Seahawks do win this game by more than seven. I'd like to take the under on that, but I'm gonna take the over. Um, all right. There's two games of the week before I get to my last one. Two games of the week, obviously. The first one, the Niners and the Dolphins. Look, these are two teams that say what you will about them. They both look like they could make the Super Bowl. Yes, I said that. They are two teams that could make the Super Bowl. Um, Playoff football is a lot different. Obviously, the Niners know that better than the Dolphins. But the Dolphins have an offense that is absolutely second to none. When you look at their numbers and you look at what they're doing offensively, their defense is second to none in this league. And they're playing great offensively. Mike McDaniels has a great finger on on the pulse of that team. Um, and and they're doing, they're doing great things. And I expect them to put up a heck of a fight against arguably when healthy. That is the important thing. They haven't been healthy all year. But when healthy, this Niners defense is one of the best, if not the best defenses in the league. Um, so that's one of my games of the week. The other one, obviously, is Cincinnati playing in Cincinnati against Kansas City. Um, look, I'm tempted to pick Cincinnati in this game. Kansas City's being favored by two and a half. I'm tempted to pick Cincinnati in that game as one of my picks of the week. Uh, I can't do it because the reality is, is, look, the Chiefs don't always beat up teams. They just don't. Like, if you watch most of the Chiefs games, they've won five games, four games this year coming from behind. They did it against the Chargers twice. They did it against the Titans once. They did it against being down by 17 against the Raiders once. I mean, that's four of their nine wins. They've come back and won those games. The question is, is look, I know they can do it. And let's be honest. Look, I know a lot of it is Patrick Holmes, Patrick Mahomes. But can we, for the love of all that is good, give some credit to Andy Reid and what they're doing offensively? And I know it's not just him offensively, but like, their coaching staff offensively is doing amazing things with that team. Look, everybody says, well, how are these wide receivers getting so open? I'll tell you how. They're scheming it up. Like, no one wants to give it credit. Everybody wants to be like, oh, it's Patrick Mahomes running around. He makes plays everywhere. He does. He does. And we need to appreciate that. But at some point, we need to start appreciating the fact that Patrick Mahomes is not Patrick Mahomes without Andy Reid in his back pocket, basically helping him, showing him how to do things, molding him into an offensive juggernaut. Like, at some point, we need to start recognizing that because it just annoys me when you're like, oh, it's all this one player doing everything and Travis Kelsey. I'm like, yes. And also, the reason they can throw the ball around so well is because they're scheming it up so well this year. And let's look. They don't win most of those games without without Chris Jones. Chris Jones should win Defensive Player of the Year specifically for those four wins. Every single time the Chargers were trying to come back or the Titans were trying to come back or the Raiders tried to come back after the Chiefs took the lead, you know who made the play? Every single time it was Chris Jones. Every single time when he needed to make a play, he made a play. And I don't like the Chiefs. I'm not a Chiefs fan. But, I mean, look. You got to recognize that Chris Jones is doing great things for that defense. So it's hard for me to pick Cincinnati in this game, especially when you're like looking at the offensive line. You're like, hey, they've struggled this year. I know they're playing better right now, but is it all going to come together or is it going to fall apart? That's my question. Uh, and, uh, and, and, And I just don't know for certain. But I do know this, my last pick of the day, number five. It's a rivalry game. 
And uh, the reality is, is look, one of these teams is on the rise and the other team is struggling to make the playoffs because, well, if there's one thing about this organization, it's that they don't know how to consistently win. And when you look at their roster, they're the number one roster in the league that's been decimated by injuries this year. So I do give them a pass on that aspect of it. All right. They've been missing wide receivers all year. They're missing arguably their best defensive player. They've missed their left tackle all year long. Um, and, and somehow, somehow, in some way, they're still in the playoff hunt. They're six and five right now. Yeah, six and five right now. And they have a shot at making the playoffs, a legitimate one. If they win a few more games here and they get to 10 and 10 and 7, 11 and, and 6, which I think they totally could do. They could totally go 5 and 1 in their last six. Um, they could make the playoffs. And that is. The Los Angeles Chargers. Okay, look. I don't always love Brandon Staley's play calling. In fact, if you watch any Chargers games, which I'm sure a lot of you guys don't, but if you watch any Chargers games, watch Brandon Staley's play calling. And I don't know if he's exactly the one that's calling these plays at the end of the game, but his play calling on, like, clutch third downs and stuff has been absolutely horrendous this year. It's just been bad. It's been a lot of five-yard slant routes, a lot of stuff that's right next to the line of scrimmage, nothing to stretch the field, like just not great from an offensive play calling standpoint. Um, they could be better from that. And they look, they have a guy in Justin Herbert. They can throw the ball literally off, you know, off kilter and can throw the ball anywhere on the field. There are a ton of teams in the NFL that would kill to have Justin Herbert right now as a quarterback. And I feel like the chargers are underutilizing his talents with their play calling offensively. Austin Eckler's playing really well, obviously. We have Keenan Allen back. Um, and uh, and look, the Raiders are are favored in this game, are favored in this game by one. Like the Raiders are favored at their four and seven. If you would have told me three weeks ago the Raiders are gonna be favored in this game, I'd have laughed at you. Because look, the Raiders have a roster to win, but they just couldn't get anything going. Like they could not get a thing going in their direction. Everything was, hey, we're playing really tough. They had three games this year where they led by at least 17 points, either going into half or with like a couple minutes left in the half, and they ended up losing all three of those games. They're not a quote-unquote bad team. They have had some bad breaks, and it's not because of necessarily injuries that they're not winning. Like the Chargers, you could chalk it up to, look, they missed Keenan Allen for like seven weeks. They miss Mike Williams for like three or four weeks. They're missing Bosa. They're missing Rashawn Slater. They're missing like they're missing the center. Like they're missing this guy and this guy and this guy. Like you could chalk that up for the Chargers, yet they still win and they're still in games. Like they almost beat the Chiefs without the two best wide receivers the first time. The second time they almost beat him without Mike Williams, Joey Bosa, Rashawn Slater. Like say what you will about everybody else, but the Chargers are in games and they're playing tough and they're a good team. And the, the Raiders are also a good team. They're finally showing you guys that they can actually play a little bit. Now, I understand. I understand. Like, you go out there and you don't show up against the Colts. You go out there, you're beating some teams that you should beat anyways. But, hey, guess what? Sometimes you need a get-right game. And they've had a couple of those. And now they're 4-7 and seven and they're in the hunt. Yeah, they're actually in the hunt. If they rip off a few wins in a row here, they're making the playoffs. Okay, the Jets are going to look, the Jets still have to play the Bills once. They still have to play Miami again, like, and they're the ones holding on to that last seed in the AFC playoff picture. 
Um, do you have a ton of trust in them? Look, Cincinnati's going to make the playoffs. Uh, Baltimore, who knows what's going to happen with them. They've kind of been stumbling lately. I don't know if they're going to ever get their footing back. Um, so the playoffs in the AFC are kind of open right now. If you can finish at a 10-7, and 11-6 record, which, I mean, yeah, you would have to say that you know the Raiders have to win out, but they could. They, they're good enough to, to beat some of these teams. So I'm going to take the Chargers. They're, they're, they, uh, and I'm going to take them straight up because the, the Vegas Raiders are favored by one. They're playing in Vegas. Uh, I don't think that's such a home field advantage. Like I said earlier, I think home field advantage in the NFL is basically like two or three stadiums maybe. Um, and aside from that, I think that's it. You guys let me know about about what you're looking forward to this weekend. Um, I'm going to put up a poll with uh, this post on Instagram and see what you guys are thinking maybe for the game of the week. I'd be curious to hear who you think is going to win this week. And, uh, and I will catch you guys next week on the flip side of this. I'll have a... I'll probably put up a podcast on Monday or Tuesday uh, talking about the U.S. men's national team uh, and their game against the Netherlands uh, tomorrow. I'll probably do one on the college football playoff because, well, by Monday we'll know for sure who's making it and who's not. Um, Again, I think the top three seeds are a lock right now. I mean, you can go on sports talk radio, and aside from people who don't follow college football, everybody who follows college football and isn't an SEC homer is basically saying, like, look, the top three seeds are a lock regardless of what happens, and uh, and USC is the only one that's getting a second opportunity to basically have a play-in game. So, which I think that's the way it should be. You know, you go undefeated all year, you get an extra game. You shouldn't be kicked out of the playoffs because you're undefeated and you lose the extra game when nobody else has to play that extra game. Um, So, anyways, I will catch you guys. Have a good weekend. Enjoy all the football. and, uh, And I will catch you guys next week.